This is Alive with Joseph. Romans chapter 4 verse 6. We're looking at the new creation number 3. The new man is created after God renewed in knowledge, created in righteousness. So let's take this study further from Romans 4 verse 6 to 9. It says, even as David has described the blessedness of the man unto whom God imputed righteousness without works, saying, blessed are those whose iniquities are forgiven and whose sins are covered. Blessed is the man to whom the Lord will not impute sin, underline that word impute commit this blessedness then upon the circumcision only or upon the uncircumcision also for we say that faith was reckoned also underline that word reckoned to Abraham for righteousness now two key words that jump so strong from the scripture I read from it's the number one the word impute the word impute simply means credit to and also the word reckon the word reckon is an accounting term which means to calculate it means to compute it means to work out to put a figure on to figure to number to quantify to add up to total to tally so what the bible is simply saying is that when paul was speaking to the roman church what he's simply saying is that abraham was not righteous but God calculated righteousness to his account God reckoned, God calculated God tallied righteousness to his account but that Abraham actually was not righteous God created him or God treated him rather as being righteous by crediting into his account righteousness that is to say friends God looked at Abraham and God credited or reckoned righteousness to him because he believed according to that scripture why did God do that because he believed now let's take a study about the life of Abraham in Genesis chapter 20 when you begin to read from verse 2 Abraham told a lie about his wife if you have that scripture put it on the screen for me Genesis 22 he told a lie about his wife and that his wife was his sister and as a result of that lie Abimelech who was the king of the territory they went to took his wife you know to want to you know do as he wishes to her now let's pick up the discussion from verse 3 verse 3 now says but God came to Abimelech in a dream by night and said to him indeed you are a dead man <laughs> imagine when God tells you a dead man he said, indeed you are a dead man because of the woman you have taken for ish, for she is a man's wife. But Abimelech had not come near her and he said, Lord, will you slay a righteous nation also? Did he not say to me, you see, Abraham lied. It wasn't actually the man's fault. Did he not say to me, she is my sister? And she, even she herself said, they both agreed together. He is my brother. In the integrity of my heart and the innocence of my hands, I have done this. And God said to him in a dream yes I know that you did this in the integrity of your heart for I also will tell you from sinning against me therefore I did not let you touch her now therefore restore the man's wife for he is a prophet 
Even though he is a liar, that God called him a prophet. <laughs> he is a prophet. Can you see that? God said, for he is a prophet. If it was to be human standard, he does not qualify to be any prophet. But in the midst of the lies, as God was dealing with the issue, God did not say, for he is a liar. God said, for he is a prophet. Know that you shall surely die, you and all who are yours. So God still called him a prophet, even in his lies. Now, does God support lies? No. Why did God allow him to suffer? Why did God not allow him to suffer the consequences of his lies? Simply, number one, because the lie was between him and God and not between anybody else. It is God who qualifies to judge righteousness. No man has the ability to judge righteousness. Number two, during the days of Abraham, God was dealing with them on the basis of grace. The law of Moses was not in existence. Where there is no law, sin does not apply. So in that point, God, there was no law, so God was dealing with them on the basis of grace, not on the merits of the law. Why? Because then the law of Moses was not yet given. Now listen to what Genesis 20 verse 14 to 18 says. I'm trying to build my case so that when we shout, we have something to shout on. Now, listen to what it says from verse 14 to 18. It says, I leave the New Living Translation. Then Abimelech took some of his sheep and goats, cattle, and male and female servants, and he presented them to Abraham. He also restored his wife Sarah to him. Then Abimelech said, look over my land and choose any place. Listen, this man just messed up. He just lied, told a big lie that was about to put an entire nation into trouble, and yet he was still being blessed. He said, look, choose any part of the nation where you want to stay and you know go and stay anywhere you 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 like he said and look over my land choose any part and you would like to live in and he said to sarah look i am giving your brother i think the man that was being sarcastic he said i am giving your brother you know one thousand pieces of silver if you notice the brother there was in quote so i think he was just being sarcastic you know i'm giving your brother one thousand pieces of silver in the presence of all these witnesses this is to compensate you for any wrong i may have done to you this will settle any claim against me and your reputation is clear then Abraham prayed to God listen to this and God healed Abimelech his wife and his female servants so they could have children for the Lord had caused all the women to be infertile because of what happened with Abraham's wife Sarah did you see that already they had come under a curse that explains Genesis 12 God said I will bless those who bless you I will curse those who curse you so already they were already under a curse for the fact that they took Sarah for the fact that Abimelech took Sarah. Every woman in that land was already under a curse. They were already under a curse of infertility and when Abraham prayed for them, the curse was lifted. They could now become fertile and give birth to children. He gave him offering to cool him down. Then him and his wife servants knelt down and he prayed for them because they were already under a curse of infertility. Now listen to this friends. God still treated him as being righteous. I'm trying to explain to you what Paul why the reason why Paul was speaking about Abraham. He said he wasn't a righteous man. If we're to go by calculations, Abraham was actually not a righteous man. So it is him, him being credited with righteousness 
has nothing to do with whatever he did in the natural. So God treated him as righteous. Why? Because it was reckoned to him. It was credited to him. It was given to him. God overlooked his unrighteousness and treated him as a righteous man in the midst of his mess up. Now listen to this very carefully. When it comes to the new creation, your case is completely different from Abraham. Your case is completely different from Abraham. You were not credited with righteousness. Abraham, righteousness was reckoned to him. Righteousness was added to him because he believed. But when it comes to you, you were not credited with righteousness. Actually, what was used to form you is righteousness. What was used to form you is righteousness. Your formation, the raw material that was used to create you as the new man is righteousness. That is, you have not just been credited with righteousness, you have been made righteous. Second Corinthians 5.21, put on the screen for me. Abraham was credited righteousness, but you, the new creation, you are made righteous. That is, your formation is righteousness. Second Corinthians 2 Corinthians 5.21 it says for he made him who knew no sin to become sin for us that we might become the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. Let me read the King James. Put the King James on me. It says for he had made him to be sin for us who knew no sin that we might be made. That we might be made. So that is who you are. Your make is righteousness. Abraham was credited, but you, you are not credited. Your make as the new creation is righteousness. Are you understanding me? So, Abraham was credited righteousness. That is to say, friends, you were created after God and you are created in righteousness and true holiness. Don't forget, Abraham could not be born again. Abraham could not be born again. Why could he not be born again? Because Jesus Christ had not yet come. He had not yet died. Everybody from Genesis 1 up until the book of Acts of Apostles, they all died without being born again. So any righteousness they enjoyed was credited to them. They couldn't become the new creation. But after Jesus died, rose, went to heaven, when you come into Christ, you are now made the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. Ephesians chapter 4 verse 24 says this. He said, and that ye put on the new man, which is after God, which after God is created. So you are created as a new creation. You are created in righteousness and true holiness. Give Jesus praise this morning. I said, give Jesus praise this morning. While you are at it, come and declare, I am righteous. Are you understanding me? Okay, let's build some more. So, everybody that is not a new man is created in righteousness and true holiness. So, you were not credited righteousness. Abraham was credited righteousness. You were not credited. You were made 
made in righteousness and true holiness. So you must understand the gravity of what, you know, has been done on your behalf. The weight of what has been done on your behalf is too much. It's, it's just too much. That is why if you know this, you will be celebrating, you will be rejoicing, and no man will be able to hold you captives with their words. Why? Because Jesus paid it all. Listen, friends, God is not just treating you like one credited with righteousness. Your formation is righteousness. Okay, please come. Your formation is righteousness. Righteousness is your nature. Second Corinthians 5, that you were made. Abraham was credited, but you were made. Abraham was credited, why? Because he believed. But you, when you believed and became born again, you were given the nature called righteousness. Are you understanding me? Okay, please come. Cut this. Just cut, slice it into two. Slice it into two. Yeah, thank you. Now, this is orange. This is a glass of water. You can hold a glass of water for me. Now, this was what happened. This is righteousness. This is Abraham. So, when Abraham believed, he was credited. He was credited righteousness. Can you see? Now, this water has orange juice. Why? Because the water has been credited with the orange juice. Are you understanding? But when it comes to you, you have not been credited. You are this. You are this. Why? The seed that gives birth to this is the orange seed. The seed that gave birth to your righteousness nature is God. That is why you are this. The seed that gave birth to Abraham was not God, it was not a new creation seed. He was, he was created by God, but the seed that gave birth to him was not this. So that is why there was no way Abraham could become this. The best they could do for him was to credit him with this. But you, they cannot credit you with this because the seed that gave birth to you is this. Give Jesus praise this morning. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. So are you understanding now? The seed that gave birth to you, this, is this. Are you understanding? When God was giving birth to you, he said, oh my God, the material that was used in giving birth to you, according to, you know, Ephesians 4 verse 24, the material that was used to give birth to you is called righteousness and Ephesians 4.24, put on the screen for me please. Ephesians 4.24. 
the seed that was used to give birth to you, you and that you put on the new man, which is after God created what was used in creating you, the seed that was used in creating you is called righteousness and true holiness. That was the seed used in creation. You, Abraham was credited, but you, you were not credited. You were made because your formation is righteousness. Give Jesus praise this morning. The same way in the natural, a seed from a man and an egg from a woman, when it comes together, it gives birth to a baby. It forms a baby. The same way when God was giving birth to you, the material that was used, that you put on the new man, let's read Bible please, which after God is created. The new man is created. The new man is not credited. The new man is created. Abraham was credited. The prophets of old were credited. But you, the new man, you are not credited. You were created in righteousness and through holiness. Hallelujah. So God took righteousness, mixed it together with holiness and molded you. <laughs> Come on, declare, I'm righteous. Declare, say, I'm righteous. When you look at that image, then you look at the image that God created you. What is seen in that image is righteousness and true holiness. That is a true reflection of who you are. You are righteous. You are holy. As a believer, the new creation is righteous and holy. Why? His formation is righteousness and holiness. Who are you? You're still afraid. Who are you? Who are you? Who are you? Let religion jump out of the window and say, Who are you? who you are because you are the new man and the new man's formation is righteousness and true holiness that automatically makes you you are righteous you are holy give Jesus your highest praise do you know how holy you are (laughs) you have God's holiness That is how holy you are. So this new man is created in righteousness and holiness. Everything about this new man is righteous and holy. Everything. You touch him, he's holy. You throw him down, he's righteous. You bring him up, he's holy. In pandemic, he's holy righteous. Are you understanding me? And the book of First Peter now came and said, let's explain how holy you are. He said, but you are, you are not like that, for you are a chosen people. First Peter 2, 9 to 10, a royal priest, a holy nation, God's very own possession. 
as a result, you can show others the goodness of God. For he called you out of the darkness into his wonderful light. He said, once you had no identity. But now, you are God's people. Once you receive no mercy, now you have received God's abundant mercy. Give Jesus your highest praise this morning. You used to have no identity, but now you have identity. What is your identity? Righteous and holy. Before, you had no access to mercy. But now, because of Jesus Christ, you have God's abundant mercy. That is why he said in the book of Hebrews, come boldly to the throne of grace so that you can receive the mercy that is waiting for you there. There is mercy already given to the believer. The believer is not merciless. The believer is full of mercy. Give Jesus praise this morning. And he now went further in verse 11 to 12. Brother Peter now said, start acting like where you came from. Start acting like where you came from. He said, dear friends, I want you as temporary residents and foreigners on this earth. Keep away from worldly desires that wage war against your very soul. Be careful to live properly among your unbelieving friends, neighbors. Then, even if they accuse you of doing wrong, they will see your honorable behavior. They will give honor to God when he judges the world. He said, stop acting like them. Unbelievers are saying there is a casting down. You are joining them to say there is a casting down. He said you are a foreigner here. You are a foreigner here. You don't. Do you see the American ambassador talk like South Africans? No. His water is imported. His food is imported. The car he uses imported. His security he does not use SAPS. His security is imported. Are you understanding me now? Whatever he uses is imported from the sending governments. If anything happens to him, President Cyril Ramaphosa will be summoned to come and explain why. Why? He is America in South Africa. He said, you are a foreigner here. You came from heaven. Rule in the midst of your enemies. Take charge. Behave like where you came from. One of my friends who is from DRC, he said, in DRC, the internet don't work. But where the American embassy is, he said it has the best internet he has ever known. He lives here, he lives in DRC. He said they have an airport. Say in DRC, their airport is non-functional. But he said they have an airport. is in the wilderness. They created a garden of Eden in the wilderness. He said their plane does not land. The American plane does not land in DRC's airport. It lands in that place. They are, even though they are in a war-torn country, they are in a confused place. They have created. God is saying, listen, I sent you to go and live like heaven here on the earth. That is to say, there is nothing that happens on this earth 
that should be able to affect you. If it comes, it should not destroy you. You should overcome because you do not come from this world. Give Jesus praise this morning. So when sickness appears to make noise around you, righteousness appears. Why? Because sickness cannot stand righteousness. Do not forget, sickness is a byproduct of the law of sin and death. Now, this new man is a product of the spirit of life in Christ Jesus. The new environment for this new man does not have, the, the, it does not have what it takes to fertilize sickness. I repeat, the new environment for this new man, what is the new environment for the new man? Spirit of life in Christ Jesus. In the spirit of life in Christ Jesus, it doesn't have what it takes to fertilize sickness. So when sickness comes to try, you remind the sickness who you are. Remind sickness where you came from. The make of this new man is righteousness and holiness. Then God now took the Holy Spirit after making this new man. He now took the Holy Spirit, put it in this man and sealed this man. So the Holy Spirit sealed this new man. Child of God, you are eternally sealed. Come and say, I'm eternally sealed. Declare it again, say, I am eternally sealed. You are sealed with the Holy Spirit of promise. And the Holy Spirit will never leave nor forsake you. Even when you mess up, he will never leave nor forsake you. Why is a seal? So friends, you are a partaker of the divine nature of God as a result of what has been done in the new man. And because you are a partaker of divine nature, Second Peter 1 4, because you're a partaker of divine nature, the Bible now says, by your divine nature, you have escaped the corruption that is in the world. Sickness is corruption. Poverty is corruption. Shame is corruption. Failure is corruption. Defeat is corruption. He said you have escaped the corruption that is in the world through lust. You have escaped. That is, you can be corrupted. Why? Because you are sealed with the Holy Spirit of promise. You are created with the material called righteousness and true holiness. And because of these friends, you have eternal life. I say you have eternal life. I say you have eternal life. Eternal life is not an event. You have eternal life. You are a carrier of life. Anywhere you enter, you dispense life. You carry eternal life. And you will never perish. And nobody, no situation can be able to pluck you out of the hands of God. Give Jesus your highest praise this morning. I boldly declare, look at someone next to you, point to them and tell them, you are sitting next to a brand new man. Look at them, tell them you are sitting next to a carrier of eternal life. Now tell them, police, I have no record of the past. Now that is the image you need to start seeing of yourself. When you begin to see this image of yourself, your approach towards the challenges of life changes. You will not approach the challenges of life as one who doesn't have hope. You are not hopeless. Listen friends, you are not hopeless. You are not hopeless. In God, you are not hopeless. 
And that is the image you must have of yourself. Because when you see this image, it consumes everything else and puts you on the pedestal of victory. It consumes everything else. When things come against you in one way, they are guaranteed to flee in seven ways. When things come against you to destroy you, you will understand it has no capacity to destroy you. You are the new man. You are sealed. For anything to destroy you, it will have to break the seal. And we know the Holy Ghost is unbreakable. That's who you are. Approaching life, you must approach life with this image. That is who you are. That is who you are. You are not hopeless. You are not, you have not been left on this planet earth as an orphan. Even if you have no father, mother in the physical, your heavenly father is your father and he has not left you hopeless. And I pray for you, whatever is battling with the image of your true identity, whatever is contending with the image of your true identity, I declare right now, let them stop in the name of Jesus. I say stop in the name of Jesus. Whatever has been harassing your peace, whatever has been intimidating your life, I command them this morning to catch fire in the name of Jesus Christ. Let me hear your amen like a believer. Whatever condemnation Satan has used to weaken you, to intimidate you. Friends, condemnation is a cancer of the soul. He's a cancer of the soul. And many believers walk around in condemnation because they do not have the image of the new man. They do not understand that holiness is not something you do. Holiness was your nature. That's why we do not teach you 10 steps to holiness. How do you teach a man his nature? In as much as it sounds very powerful and religious, let me know it's powerful, how can it sound powerful? In as much as it sounds very religious, but there's no scripture backing for it. Your formation is righteousness and holiness. How do you teach this chair? Pastor Malaka, please. How do you teach this chair how to be a chair? How do you teach the chair? You say, chair, can I teach you 10 steps on how to be a chair? Where will you start from? Number one, you are not even a chair, so you don't, you don't understand what it takes to be one. And that's what the church has been doing over the years. We try to teach you your nature. You don't do good things. Thanks, Pastor Malaka. You don't do good things because you want to be righteous. You do good things because you are righteous. The nature in you compels you to do good things. Haven't you seen a non-believer will do wickedness? They don't feel anything. Why? It is their nature. The same thing you will do and you will feel somehow. Do you know why you feel somehow? Is the nature of righteousness in you that is saying, no, no, no. You are going contrary to who we are. Hallelujah. 
So whatever condemnation has done to weaken you, this morning I pray for you. Receive your liberation in the name of Jesus. You are free from that condemnation in the name of Jesus. I cancel that condemnation in the name of Jesus. And I declare every satanic influence over your destiny and future be canceled in the name of Jesus. You are free in the name of Jesus. Receive your liberty in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. I don't give because I want to be righteous. The righteous nature in me compels me to give to God. I don't pray because I want to be righteous. The righteous nature in me compels me to pray. Because I cannot go a day without fellowshipping with my father. I can't go a day without reading the mind of my father towards me. So I do not read the scriptures because I want to be holy. Whether you read the scripture, you don't read the scripture, you're holy. Because it's your nature. But listen friends, when you understand who you are, you will read the scriptures. Nobody has to police you to read the scriptures. Nobody polices my children to come talk to me. And you need to begin to understand that is the image you must have. That there's nothing you do for God. You do not serve in the house of God because you want to be righteous. Actually, righteous people serve. So my service to God is not to impress him. (laughs) He was already impressed. You didn't hear me. God was already impressed. He was already impressed because of Jesus. There's nothing you do that will impress him. There's nothing you do that will give Jesus praise. There's nothing you do that will impress him. He was already impressed over 2,000 years. If he was not impressed, he would not have given you mercy. When he accepted Jesus Christ as the perfect sacrifice, he was impressed now, tomorrow, and forever. Impressed. I can't impress God. You cannot impress God. You cannot, you, I repeat, you cannot impress God with trying to impress Him. You know, maybe if I talk in a certain way, you know. Hello, sister. Jesus is Lord. Amen. Hallelujah. Better stop it. Fully impressed. Fully, fully impressed. When Jesus died, when he rose, when he seated at his right hand, fully impressed. Hallelujah. So I don't come to God to talk in a certain way. I come to God and I speak. Because my father is impressed with me. You cannot improve on his love. He already loves you. Greater love than this that a man will lay down his life for his friend. What manner of love is this? So if you think that maybe whatever you're doing will make God love you more. No, he cannot because he had already loved you. He is love. Give Jesus praise this morning. So the fall of Adam, as I close and I want us to pray, 
The fall of Adam gave Satan the license to strip man of everything given to him by God. But the coming of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ returned back everything and much more to the new man. So by the obedience of Jesus Christ, life has been given to you in abundance to the full till it overflows. The law of the spirit of life in Christ Jesus, where you are now, that is where you are now. You are now in the law of the spirit of life in Christ Jesus. That law has set you free from the law of sin and that is not the law of Moses. It's just a spiritual configuration. The spiritual configuration called spirit and life in Christ Jesus, where you belong now, it has set you free from the spiritual configuration of death and sin when Jesus set you free from sin he also set you free from everything that came with sin remember sin opened the door it's like trying to it's like maybe when one has corona you know the 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 symptoms are they say cough and all of those little little things now that is the configuration of COVID. Now, when COVID goes, all of the configuration goes with it. What are the, the cough? The what? All of the things that comes with it. Now, when Jesus set you free from the law of sin, the things that comes with the law of sin, which includes death, failure, sickness, all of those things, you were set free from it. Give Jesus praise. You were released from it completely. Because what gives access to those things is sin. Now Jesus came and delivered you from it. Now you are now in the law of spirit of life. In life you are in charge. That's where you are now. Thank you so much for listening. We believe you were blessed by the word. For more, please visit our website, www.alivewithjoseph.com, as well as subscribe to our YouTube channel, Alive with Joseph Mogotcha. Till next time, God bless.